Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a kinder, gentler, more demure, polite episode that happens to be episode 69. Chamberlain and Chance podcast, because I just can't win! Stop my name is making me blush. Uh, my name is Chamberlain, I write infinitebacklog.com. My good friend Chance is blushing of the games of chance.blogspot.com. Chance, <laughs> we're, without using the words we're not going to use, how are you doing today? Um... <laughs> 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 He's doing nice. He's fine. Nice. Fifty words just got stopped. <laughs> I just stopped him right at the gate. Um, I'm sleepy, as what yeah. I am. I'm super sleepy. Okay. Well, I'm hungry. Maybe that evens things out. Alex from uh, I forgot. Daily crackpot. Thank Daily you. Crackpot. Is hungry. That's that's what you got. Mm-hmm. Hungry today. Yeah. Okay. Hungry, hungry for journalism. Ooh, <laughs> hungry for tra- truth. I tried to make my special macaroni and cheese last night. Mm-hmm. You ever make macaroni and cheese, but then completely overcook the noodles? Yes, yes it's awful. Oh, I was so disappointed, but I didn't have the energy to make another pot, so I just like suffered through. Oh, <laughs> I've like, done like, that with like a, like a, like a little too al dente, and just like I, I'm so hungry. Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Just gum it. <laughs> yeah, like in the opposite direction when it's too hard. It is gross in a completely different but equally unpalatable way. Mm-hmm. Some more drink to get yeah. through this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soak it in wine. It'll be fine. Soak your face uh, in wine. Anyway. You know what? Cooking it with wine is not a terrible idea. It might so wait, wait, wait. This is now a cooking show. Chance, what is in your special macaroni and cheese? <laughs> I already explained this to you. What Did you, you? I'm yeah, pretty sure, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, so, two, so packets. Pack. two packets of cheese. Yeah, you, t- yes. you, take, you take a box of craft Dinner. For the listeners, you take a box of craft Dinner. Um, you pull out the cheese packet. You pour the uh, the noodles into a thing of boiling water, and you let it boil for seven minutes. Then you take a second package of craft Dinner. You pull out the cheese packet, and you throw out the noodles. <laughs> and then you prepare as normal. And that's good craft Dinner. It'll kill you, so don't eat it too much. It's <laughs> a lot of salt in that. It's a lot of salt. Yeah. But that's why that's why I'm drinking water. Oh, okay. Even things out. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, I, I understand that um, Persona 5 won't leave you alone. No, it won't. Still, almost done with it for a second time. I was wow. amazed just how fun it still is when it lets you keep all your equipment and all your old personas. Mm. And if you, like, I, may, I saved up, like, a million and a half yen so I can buy all my favorite things, like, the beginning of the game. And it's mm. the... Combat's still fun because you might be ridiculously overpowered, but your uh, your crew isn't, and it kind of evens uh-huh. out. Hmm. It's still fun. Oh, so like so like you start the game at like level one hundred and fifty or something. No, no, you start you start at the same level, but you have all your equipment. Okay, so you but have like you the best use... armor, best weapon, all the personas you made. So you can use these super high level personas, even though you're level nothing. Right, and you don't. Sometimes you don't only have like enough, like you know, SP to do stuff. So you uh-huh. gotta Go through like all your, you know, your old favorites from like the last couple. Like every ten levels, you got to replace your uh, your uh, personas, and like mm. it gives you room to experiment. There's a you have you max all your star stats, so you can like talk to people more often. And Always win the I did not expect myself to be still playing this game. Is it a I'm new difficulty surprised. level, or is it still like? I kept it on normal because every time okay. I put it on hard, it was too hard. Because like when you okay. start cranking the difficulty of Persona, it's gonna kick your fucking ass. Mm, I'm okay. not ready. I don't understand enough of like the little. I don't understand enough about the tricks to do for the second run. Hmm. And I how might many, do this a third time. How many hours has the second playthrough been? Uh, it's I'm at, looking at 120 for both. Both and the first one, I think you said was 60 or 80. Uh, getting up being like 75. 
75. So I'm just wow. flying through it. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Like, I know you enjoyed it, but I don't, I'm, I'm kind of surprised the characters are still uh, romancing you there. Well, I am fast-forwarding a lot. Oh, okay, like okay. I'm enjoying like the dungeon crawling way more than the social aspect because the, okay. the, the, the translation's not good. It's really not good. It's half the translation Persona Four was. It's not bad. The character still bleeds through, but it do, make <laughs> there there are there are ways to use the English language to say what you want to say in about half as many words. Hmm. That they like it gets too wordy when there's plenty of easy workarounds in English. If you just handed the script to a native English speaker, they would have been able to fix a lot of problems. Did you hear about this uh, this translator at Exceed Mm-mm. who protested the removal of KKK from one of their games? No, I don't know if I agree. Okay, so this is this is the guy you might remember a couple of years ago. There was a minor controversy with one of the Senran Kagura games. I think it was for DS. And he was super pissed off that they were cha- that they wanted to change characters' ages in the game. <laughs> and I don't think changing characters' ages in a Senran Kagura game is a bad idea at all, because some of these characters are like 15. Yeah. And if you've seen or played a Senran Kagura game, you know that is some creepy-ass shit. Mm-hmm. And that should not be done, as far as you know our North American values are concerned. But this guy... Thought that was fucking ridiculous. You can't take a 15-year-old and make her a 19-year-old that completely changes her character from someone who is, like, innocent and naive to someone who's just dumb. And <laughs> and as a and so what the company did was instead of changing the ages, they just removed any mention of ages. Um, so I guess this kind of sated this guy, but he was still vehemently anti-censorship in terms of localization. And then he kind of went away and you forgot about him. And so they're, uh, I don't even remember what, I think it's Akiba's Beat. It's, a, it's an RPG for, action RPG for Vita, coming out soon. And in Akiba's Beat, they took the name of like a store in Akihabara, and the store was like ACD Camera or something like that. And the people in Japan, the original developers, called it like KKK Witches or something like this. And, and sent it over to the States. And mm-hmm. so uh, And so he asked his boss, like, is this actually a fucking Ku Klux Klan reference in Akiba's beat? And his bosses said, I don't know, but unbeknownst to him, they asked a choir in, uh, in Japan, were you actually intending to make name this store after the white supremacist movement? And they're like, we had no fucking idea! <laughs> no, we are changing that! And so they changed it, like, in their game. Like, the Japanese did. The, the okay. locals, localizers wow. didn't do this at all. The guy who first brought it up, the guy who was upset about the ages in Sinran Kagura, was so bent out of shape that it was changed that he decided he would never, that he would not have his name put on the credits of this game. And it's company policy at Exceed that once you do that once, you can continue working for the company, you'll never have your name in any credits ever again. Oh. If you can't be proud of the work that we do. Priorities. Yeah, and so that was the hill this guy decided to die on at Exceed. There aren't many words and topics that are still kind of verboten in video games. I'm trying to think if I've ever played a game with a direct KKK reference. And I played Mafia 3. And yeah, yeah, no, like they I'm, weren't I'm called that. It... They were called something else. Uh, they were not yeah. called the clan. It's got to be in the Grand Theft Auto or something. Like, there's I don't definitely... know. I don't think there has been. That seems weird. It well, does. You think they would have done something about that? Yeah, you like really. I'm I'm trying to think of like you know even the saboteur. 
which literally takes place in Nazi-occupied Paris, there's relatively little mention of what the Nazis actually did. Well, there's it's still true. a lot. Well, that's not true. There are a lot of modern-day Nazis, unfortunately. Probably as many <laughs> as modern-day Ku Klux Klan members, come to think of it. Mm, yeah. Never Google hate map. It will uh, it'll break your heart. Hate, hate map? There's a thing oh, called is, hate map that like is, gives you like... Like all the all the hate groups in the states. Yeah, the Southern Poverty Law Center puts it up there. They run the database. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. You guys get a lot, a lot of hate. There's a lot in New York, man. Really? You think that'd be like no? A hot you would. Thing. You would. There's a I lot would. of people there. It's just so yeah. There's, there, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different cultures in New York. I would totally expect that. Honestly, it, it mostly just points out like population spikes, but yeah. Well, no. Generally, the higher the higher density population is, the ruder the people are there. There's some weird ones I didn't think were even in North Carolina that totally are that make me sad. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic. Yeah, yeah bit, but like, you know, like they they stay away from the actual Ku Klux Klan, like the plague. Like they so, sometimes like like in Infinite, they were basically Ku Klux Klan members with like purple robes. We're talking get, about Bioshock. Yeah, Infinite. Okay. And like okay. I give I give that game a pass because they got deep into like the psychology at the time they used to just wave away their racism, which I thought. Mm. Like that's the only game I can think of that did that as well, and I really still really respect that. Yeah, we don't. That, that's a question that actually never comes up. At the same time, do I do I want my video games to put me in like a really tough racial simulation? I mean, like, I racially I, hatred I love the mind that we shouldn't forget. No, no, like I'm absolutely of that mind too. But I think video games as a as a medium have potential, which we're seeing a lot more nowadays, um, I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying, you know, whitewash anything or forget anything. Of course not. But what we're seeing in video games lately is um, just kind of a celebration of diversity that I don't think we see as much of in, in TV, at least, or movies, generally. Not TV, anyway. We're getting there with with movies and TV, but it really feels like when you see it in games, it's a much more conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the fact that May Borowski in Night in the Woods, first of all, the lead in that game is female. Second, it is it is suggested and implied several times throughout the game that she is she is not a, a thin or particularly attractive young cat. Uh, she's she's described as kind of like a husky girl. So when you see fan art of what May would look like as a real person, she's she's just this kind of slightly butch, heavy, short hair t-shirt wearing wearing woman and that's a that's an unusual uh hero and games give us a lot of those lately they've been giving us a lot more of those mm-hmm. of heroes that we don't see in in tv and uh well i think books are probably a lot better for it but who has time to do that i, I don't have Lead? time to, yeah no, no not anymore <laughs> <laughs> so okay so you're nearing the end of persona 4 mm-hmm. are, are we are, Five. are we Oh, Persona 4. I keep on doing that. Yeah, I did that a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> I keep on doing that. So we're nearing the end of Persona 5. Um, did you do this with Persona 4? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, like really? it, it was my Christmas vacation for, I think, sophomore year, pretty much. Huh. And it was just, I was just a surprise then. Like, how am I still just enjoying myself? Cause I, that, I, that wasn't I, your first JRPG, though. Um, no, but it was the first time I really was like, oh my god, there's all these great, you know, JRPGs on the PS2. I yeah. don't have to upgrade yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was the gateway RPG. No, it really was. It was for me, too. Or it was, it was so good. 
Mm. So much better written than I expected. And this is topics good. you don't expect from a video game. No, mm-hmm. no, no. And it, and it, it had a lot. It taught me a lot about Japan. A lot of stuff I never didn't know I wanted to know. Takoyaki. Yeah, shit like that. I love how like you know, their Walmart has a musical theme that never stops yeah. playing. It somehow isn't annoying. <laughs> what? And, and they wait, hit it, wait, is, is that real? The Juness <laughs> theme? Yeah, the Juness jingle. Yeah, but okay. is but is that a real thing in Japan? No, I don't know. I oh, hope okay. so. I hope they, 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 they have like mascots for stuff like that. I'm sure they have. Yeah, they stores. definitely have mascots. Mm. And like, <laughs> they hit it in the, one of the arcades, plays the Juness theme, and I was like, thank you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. When you get like a little uh, Jack Frost blushy from the crane machine, it plays the Juness theme. Yeah, there was a webcomic I used to put on the blog once in a while called Let's Speak English about a woman who goes to Japan to teach English. The little the little country town that she teaches English in had a mascot. Mm. It was like this little brown fuzzy thing with a dark mm. patch in the middle of its face. But even the people who ran the Chamber of Commerce couldn't tell her if that was that thing's nose or its gaping mouth. <laughs> no one knew. So she had to buy a plushie of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like they're they're crazy for mascots. It wouldn't surprise me if... If their version of Walmart had like a da 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 da, I'm loving it thing going on. <laughs> Walmart, our Walmart tried to do that. Then they decided, hey, let's not put a happy face on anything ever again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, the I guess I guess the cool thing that happened with Overwatch this week is the NeoGaf crew put together uh, a thing on Saturday, I think it was, where uh, anyone in North America could just kind of join up and it was six players in a stack all on mics versus six players in a stack all on mics and we just played against each other and it wasn't for you know like i think maybe you got experience from it i don't know but we were basically playing by comp rules but it wasn't actually comp because some of the people on neogaf are like grandmasters Hmm. and other people are like me (laughs) and not (laughs) And so I was able to play in some games against Grandmasters with Grandmasters on my team, and I was actually, like, fucking contributing. I got off some reses as Mercy, where the whole team was like, oh, that was a really good res. I got play of the fucking game! Oh, jeez. With Junkrat on Hanamura. (laughs) (laughs) I got six, we got all six of the enemy team, and then we still didn't take the fucking point. Um, (laughs) I killed an ulting enemy soldier on Mercy. And one of my team members go, did you just kill an ulting soldier on Mercy? And the only thing I could think to say, I think it was a dick thing to say, but the only thing I could think to say was, not my first time. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to, yeah. There's there's, there's acting like you've been there before, and then there's bragging. Come on, that's... that's (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's my Canadian humility. So I mean, what what was the skill level difference that apparent? I mean, when you saw somebody, oh yeah, it, it really was, was. okay. Uh, okay. The guy, I don't know if I don't think I don't think he'd be too pissed if I called him out, but uh, probably the best guy on in the whole games was a guy who goes by T.J. Ramirez. The first couple of games, he was on the other team, and he played Roadhog and then something else. You could not stick your head out within thirty yards of this Roadhog without him taking it off. Like, he just, he was that good. He was amazing. And then some teams switched to kind of balance things up. So they took a, um, they took like a platinum player from Ramirez's team and switched it with a gold player from our team, which was me. So now I'm on Ramirez's team. So I go Mercy. 
And if I'm not healing, all I'm doing is damage buffing Ramirez. And every time I did, it was just ding, 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 ding. Jeez. He was amazing. He went soldier and just clean fucking goes. And, and with a controller, he's doing this. Oh, yeah. Not okay. with mouse and keyboard. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. No, I've, um, the new clip show I'm working on is I'm trying to, um, there's a, there's a former on Penny Arcade. It's, it's interesting. On NeoGAF, and speaking of representation, on NeoGAF and in Penny Arcade, the two kind of, um, who are considered to be the highest authorities on the game are both women. On uh, NeoGAF, it's a woman named Anne, and she actually writes, um, um, she writes breakdowns and analysis of the competitive Overwatch scene for official sites wow. and like fan sites and stuff. Yeah, so she, her knowledge is, if Anne says something, it's true, basically. That's okay. what it is. And on Penny Arcade, the community there is much, much smaller, but I would definitely say the leader is a woman who goes by uh, Vivizen. Her avatar is Farah. And she'll put up videos of her and her, like, uh, I think she's in the, like, 2800s or, or low 3000s, of her and her team. And her team always runs in a five stack. They have amazing communication. And she's always doing the shot calling because she's usually playing Zenyatta. And they just have amazing kind of cohesion as a team. And they all move as a unit and they do a call out and bam, two guys are on that enemy. It's beautiful. And so it's interesting. The two community leaders for the two communities I follow, both women. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. Um, and then I, yesterday, the Deer God came out. I warned you. No, you did. You totally did. And, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's silly of me to imagine that there is a game the Chamberlain could dislike that I could really like. Oh, that never happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens so regularly that I'm like, you know what, I'm probably going to like this game. <laughs> Despite its shitty Metacritic score. So the Deer God is uh, a 2D pixel art platforming roguelike um i kind of almost want to compare it to tokyo jungle on the ps3 a couple years back or more like a decade back mm. um never played that it, it was it was actually pretty good it was pretty satisfying despite its simplicity and you could like be a velociraptor <laughs> eventually you could yeah, don't you start yeah, as like a like a paramecium or something like that yes I mean, you, you okay. start you start as like a little a little a puppy up. yeah anyway so in the deer god, you start as a little baby deer. Now, what levels you up from a little baby deer to a juvenile deer who can apparently now mate with other deer to create an offspring, which acts as your save point, kind of. Okay. Uh, what what causes that to happen, I couldn't figure out. Like, maybe mm -hmm. it's eating things, maybe it's killing things, I don't know. The first time I killed a bunch of things, I killed, like, everything I saw, and then I noticed that I was, like, getting evil karma or something. And that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is to prove yourself worthy in the eyes of the deer god. So I started over again, and I started not killing anything. And as a result, maybe as a result, I just didn't never leveled up. And so I'm going further and further and further to the east, getting through harder and harder stuff, but I'm not any stronger, I'm not, I don't have any new skills to deal with anything. And that's all fine if the act of platforming itself, because 95% of what you do in the Deer God is just run and jump. Mm -hmm. If the platforming felt good, I would have a very different feeling of this game. If just the act of playing it were pleasurable, just like any roguelike, like Rogue Legacy, um, uh, Darkest Dungeon, Galaxy, the act of playing has to be fun to keep you engaged in these things, or at least it does to me. And the act of playing the Deer God is some fumbly, frustrating shit. 
because his jump just isn't quite right. It doesn't quite give you the amount of control you want. The hitbox on your deer seems a lot larger than <laughs> than you're thinking. Things will hurt you that you don't think are, are close enough to hurt you. Mm -hmm. What is food and isn't food in the background, I really can't tell. Nope. Unless it's a large red fruit that's really obvious, I can't tell. Sometimes I'll just press down on the D-pad, I will see nothing there that looks edible, and he will lean down and eat, and my hunger meter will refill. I'll walk five steps to the right, it looks identical, press down, nothing happens, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah, and you told me all that. You told me that it you it really doesn't give you a good idea of what you what it wants you to do. Nope. You told me that it uh, it you know it didn't really play very well. That's all true. Chamberlain was right. Chamberlain was right. Uh, I get feel? to be right. I get to be right. You were super right about the uh. deer guy. I will say I find its aesthetics absolutely gorgeous. I really like the way it looks, and I am then done talking about the deer guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I, I did. Can say I, I remember running into one boss at one point that was like a giant frog. Huh? Or something like that. I like went into a tree, and there was a giant frog there, and it was dumb. I don't. I mean, I think I played the game for about forty-five minutes. That's about how much. Maybe I an hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's and I I got to play it for free because it was like it was an Xbox Gold game. It was pretty cheap. It was like eight bucks Canadian. It was not bad. Yeah, that's, PS that's Plus. that sounds reasonable. But yeah, so I don't mind throwing away eight bucks. Like I threw away twenty bucks over the weekend. These uh, these kids are out front of my house, and I know this sounds like it's going to a dark place. <laughs> these kids are out front of my house. <laughs> I, go, I, I go out front for a cigarette, <clears throat> and the older it's like it's like you know maybe seven little girls, and the older one is saying that she has enough money for herself. And this one other girl for the ice cream truck. Well, I want ice cream, too. Do you have any money? No, my mom said I couldn't have any. I felt so bad for these kids. Because, <laughs> like, it just got warmer. <laughs> the ice cream truck is coming, right? They're all freaking out. So I get up off the porch, and I walk down, and I reach into my pocket, and I pull out 20 bucks. And I go, you make sure everyone gets something. She goes, okay. Wow. This little... For some reason, that, that this is the the older one is the one who lives next door. For some reason, she's always like me. I don't know why. She always says hi to me when I come home. I don't get it because I'm not particularly nice to her, or anyone for that matter. <laughs> but I remember one day she says hi to me, and what I do is I put two fingers to my forehead and just kind of give her like a little salute like that, like mm -hmm. to my forehead and then to her. And I guess that enchanted her because the next day she walks up to me. She goes, hey, what does that mean? And she does the move. I go, I go, it just means hello. She goes, in what language? <laughs> and, I, and I think about that for a second, and then I wave at her, and I go, the same language as this. <laughs> oh, you've broken this poor child's mind. I don't think so. I think I expanded I it there. Okay. She's like, oh, my God. Wow. He's teaching me body language. <laughs> a fun little scenelet. Yeah. Yeah, so dear Be God careful. In, in the States, you get in trouble for that, because someone will take it the wrong way. Saying hi? Hey, yeah, I, kids, I, kids do not talk to adults in the States. So. No, they really don't. Really? Nor should they. No. Stranger danger. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm her neighbor. I've been her neighbor for years. And oh, like, okay. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, I suppose that's a little bit different. I guess. Although there was that story about the woman in the pit in her neighbor's backyard this week. I should not be laughing about that. You guys I see heard. that? No, what's that? What? I, I, I just read the headline that uh, a crying woman was discovered in a pit under the shed in her neighbor's backyard where she was being held captive. Ah! Fun. Stranger danger. Yeah. That's in the States? That's, of course it's in the States. Probably oh, okay. in Florida. I mean, <laughs> I, was, 
I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts, and it's just like stuff from like the 50s and 60s where they just had no idea what people were capable of. And like almost every single one of these guys was married a well, couple times. A lot of people weren't capable of it until, until like, I don't know, culture kind of hit a certain threshold. Or maybe think, like the closer we got together, the harder it was to get away with it. Hmm. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's a really dark way of looking at Isn't it. Isn't it? It really is. Welcome to my head. <sighs> <laughs> Just like like one of my favorite arguments I ever had with my dad, and this is, oh boy, this is political. I don't know. Like let's say we're having a really difficult political conversation about race in America right now with my sixty five year old dad, <laughs> and I I know I won when he immediately changed the subject, <laughs> but um, like I ended up going to admit that like hey if oh man. Let's just say, like, we got to something where he was like, okay, well, that's the problem for the court. That's a problem with the criminal justice system. I'm like, well, can you agree the criminal justice system a lot of the times doesn't want to prosecute so much as, like, make people believe that, like, the shit's better than it is? Where am I going with this? I don't know. My dad, um, the only thing I ever beat my dad at was once I beat him at a game of chess when I was, like, 13. Ooh, that's nice. And I yeah, made damn that's, sure that's that he didn't let me win, and I felt, like, 20 fucking feet tall. <laughs> my dad actually had very conservative views on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I don't at all. And I know my mother doesn't. I don't think any of my brothers do. And um, I, I don't really know why I do. Maybe it's just because some of my mentors as I was growing up were gay. And I kind of grew up with the whole Sesame Street, all of us are special, all of us are good kind of thing. Have compassion. But if you ever got a couple drinks in my dad or directly asked him what he thought of it, he would tell you that it was wrong, just wrong, mm. that it should not happen. But if you didn't press him on it, if you didn't draw it out of him, he would never tell you that. He would just let everyone go on about their business and, and never kind of say, hey, you're sinning in the eyes of God or something. It was hmm. really weird. So he was conservative, but he wasn't one of these like militant conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I and I, I had no idea. He was a weird guy. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about him because Mia first is coming up. What I was mm. trying. I guess what I was trying to say was that like my dad has a lot of knee jerk reactions, but if you get him to really look at like the facts play by play, he'll be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe they have a point. <laughs> my parents were hippies. He's a lucky nice. dog. Like straight up hippies. Awesome. My mom very much was, and my dad was kind of like Danny from Greece. <laughs> my mom is literally a social conservative and a fiscal liberal. Like she's she hates Republicans, but she's pretty much pro life. Hmm. It's bizarre. It's an interesting I, combination, yeah. yeah. Isn't uh, it? I'm the opposite. I am. I, I think I'm kind of a fiscal conservative and a cultural liberal. Yeah. That's what most people are. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think centrists actually are more defined as that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that's why you're... But I really, I really endorse, you know, spending on the arts and spending on education and spending on... That's pretty liberal. I know, I know. You but, monster. I know. <laughs> I want to tear your country down one, one interpreted truth at a time. Oh, what, what, one, you know, like eight-person black box theater group at a time. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, oh, video games. That's, That's right. right. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, so you... Well, yeah, you played two shitty games before you no, found your twin-stick no. shooter, didn't you? They're not shitty games. I've just... They're games that weren't for me. So, okay. 
as usually happens, after I finish a game that I like, I will place that whatever I play next, I'll be upset with. Um, just because I really like this one and it ticked all my boxes, and you know, now I'm done with Berseria, I don't have it anymore, I'm going to play something else. So I had two other games sitting in my stack of games to play for like a month while I was working on, on Berseria, and one of them was Yakuza 0, and I had never oh, yeah. played a Yakuza game before, ever. And then I, I, on this podcast, I made the false assumption that it was something like Sleeping Dogs. And you're like, no, no, it's closer to maybe GTA or even like a Shenmue game. Shenmue for the yeah, Mafia, Shenmue. basically. Yeah. yeah. So I sat down and I played it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous looking. It makes some very interesting choices with the character models in that a lot of cut, in a lot of cutscenes, there's no animation. The, fa- the mouths don't move. Weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But um, it's gorgeous looking? But the, the models themselves are great. I mean, I don't know the name of the main character because it was in Japanese and I didn't play it. I mean, I gave it the old college try of about two evenings. But his skin looked real, like the pores in his skin. Hmm. Not like, okay, did you ever see the, the Final Fantasy movie? No, like, uh, I made it like five which, minutes. Which one are we talking about? Talking the, about? the space one, Spirits Within? Yes, I did see that. Okay, remember how that was like, like right the Uncanny Valley? Mm-hmm. Like, everything's too smooth, everything's too, you know. This one, his skin looked like skin. I mean, it was it was really interesting, because he got big pores and not exactly perfect, so visually it looked really good. But what the first part that, that pissed me off was that in the first two hours of the game, I interacted with it for about 15 minutes. Yep. It was just cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. You know, and then you walk for a bit. Cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. And then there's a karaoke minigame. And then cutscene, and so I wasn't—I wasn't doing anything. I was watching this heavy drama play out of the yakuza, and, and you know, duty and honor and family and, and orphans or whatever. But I wasn't doing anything. There's always orphans. Yeah, you're, the main two characters are orphans. I don't, that's it's the Japanese trope or whatever. Um, and then you get to fight somebody, and the combat's just so dead simple. It's like yeah. X X and a square 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 triangle. And square, every square, now square, and then. Triangle. Something really cool happens, or you can do something really cool, but it is so context sensitive yeah. that you really don't feel any kind of explosive expression from it. You don't feel like wham. Yeah. You feel like oh, I finally got that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, by the time I was done, I had unlocked like two other styles. One one was like a heavy style where I picked up a motorcycle and I brained the guy with it. That was kind <laughs> of funny. And, and another one was all about like countering and dodging. Um, but they, they they even even with one being stronger, it still didn't feel appreciably different from one another. So I get past the two and a half hour tutorial and the guy gets out of the Yakuza. Now he's investigating something else and you're dropped into the city and the city is incredibly detailed. Every alley, every storefront, you know, you can go into about half of them and they all have something going in. I walked into an arcade and of course it's pachinko machines, which makes sense. And then there's like Outrun or something. I could have sat down and played Outrun. Um, so, I mean, the detail is almost stifling. It, it felt like the first time I played Shenmue when I opened up every goddamn drawer just because I could, and I had never been able to do that before. Mm-hmm. But it gave me zero indication of what I was supposed to do. It's like, go investigate this. No checkpoints, no nothing. No little, no little buttons or, or, or flashing places on the map that I've been spoiled for with modern games. Just, here you go, here's your city, go figure this out. So I walked in a direction for like five minutes and I overheard a conversation which said maybe you should do this and I went to what that said and there was nothing there uh. so it, it's like it wanted me to just spend my time wandering around this beautifully rendered city 
and I didn't want to meet it halfway. I, I didn't didn't feel like 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 wandering around blind in this area. So I I ashamed to say I gave up on it. I just wasn't I was not feeling it. And it's weird I, because that thing reviewed really well. Well, it reviewed really well for the most part by fans of the earlier games. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I had a very similar experience. I want to say with Yakuza Four, where just you know people like Ben Moore of Easy Allies mm-hmm. <laughs> were just like you know this this is huge. We're finally getting this new Yakuza game. I'm so hyped. I checked it out, and yeah, all the things that are that the game kind of sells itself on is that it is weirdly authentically Japanese and and culturally Japanese, and it, its world is very small compared to a Grand Theft Auto. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. But it is so insanely dense with things to do. All that is true, but the act of moving around and fighting guys, which you can mm-hmm. only do in very specific situations, does not feel particularly good. I was in the exact same boat as you, where after the tutorial, it dumped me out into this area, and I actually got like the next two story things done. Okay. But by the time I was nearing the end of the third one, I was just like... Everything that people say are, is good about these games is good. I do like I do like the operatic, stupid story, and <laughs> the amount of detail and and thought in the world is staggering and wonderful, and I love it, and it's immersive. But the act of playing this game is not fun. Witcher three, goodbye. Mm, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Oh, I just... You're killing me with that. Hearts of yeah. Stone is so good. I'll never stop. I'll never stop. <sighs> just watch the cutscenes or something. So nope. yeah, I, I gave that, and I I really wanted I wanted to like it. I just couldn't make myself do it, so I gave up on that. And then I attempted Torment: Tides of Numenera, okay. and isometric turn-based RPG, isometric right? turn-based RPG. Okay. If this was fifteen years ago, I would have played the shit out of this game because it is it is literally Baldur's Gate two or Torment or Icewind Dale again. Literally, but the problem is, when those games were at their height, the technology was not there to show the player things, they had to tell the player things. Everything big happened in text. Whereas now, we've come to the point where I don't want to read about something happening, I want to see it happen, I want to be shown. Everything that happened in, in Torment is, is in text. Everything, every interaction with every NPC or inanimate object is just paragraphs of text. And the writing's okay. Yeah, I wasn't but, impressed. But I just, I, I feel like video games have evolved significantly to a more visual medium where the technology is there to show me something. I mean, even maybe not even the technology, maybe the skill of making games. For example, um, what was the the Zelda-ish game that I was okay on and you loved? Oh, um, um, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, Hyperlight Drifter had no words, mm-hmm. but it told a story. You could tell what was going on well, visually. I, could. I remember one. Of you your explained it to me. You explained it to me, and it made sense. You couldn't. I couldn't, but you explained it to me, and I got what I was, I got what I was missing. But I mean. Torment, it just, it just didn't, I don't know, uh, if I was younger, if I had more time, and if I didn't need sleep, and if I didn't have kids, and I, I hadn't been spoiled by wonderful visual storytelling like The Last of Us or anything Naughty Dog has done, then maybe I'd been able to deal with it. But it just, I understand it was a celebration of an old title, almost a reimagining of it, but it felt old. It felt clunky. 
and and ugh. I'm looking I, at. I, I got a little I'm, bit of that for Persona Five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little, but not, but not much for me. Not in a bad way, but it's just like, yeah, we could have made this six years ago. I'm looking at Metacritic scores for Tizen Numera, 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 Numera. Eighty-two percent on PC, seventy-seven percent on PS4, which ain't mm-hmm. bad. No, it's not. Now, bad. I think, I think. Now, having not played the game, I should, I should preface all of this, mm-hmm. but I might suggest that this is one of those cases of Chamberlain not liking a cat because it's not enough of a dog. You're probably right. Just a little bit, because, like, if I... You you could make the same argument about visual storytelling and about what games can do nowadays about a plethora of genres that I don't fucking want changed. Like, I wouldn't... Um, you know, uh, maybe Hyperlight Drifter is a great example, but there's a lot of things you could say that Hyperlight Drifter does that isn't as good as what Doom does. It's, mm. it's kind of an apples and oranges scenario. And just like uh, sitting down with Night in the Woods is like cracking open a book, sitting down with Persona 5 is very much like snuggling up with this book that you're going to spend a lot of time with. I bet you the people this game was made for, the people who reviewed this game and gave it high scores, felt like that with this game. Sitting down and loving pouring through all this text. Oh, it's got... It absolutely has a targeted audience, and I am not that anymore. And I, I think... The way you interact with a game on a PC versus on a television is different. Yeah. Sitting down and, and reading all that text on a, on a screen, on a monitor that's six inches or a foot from my face is different than reading it on my TV. I mean, so was, uh, the, was the text too small? No, it's not was the text. Was it uncomfortable to read? It was, it was a little mm. bit. Mm. Maybe it's my eyes are going because I'm getting old. But it, it's, I, I don't know, I, I could see what it was. It, 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 was, an, it was almost a game made in homage of what is probably one of the classic RPGs of all time, Planescape Torment. Mm-hmm. But it did not in any way take advantage of any advances that have been made in, in games. And I know it's a kickstarted game with a tiny budget. I, I should not expect, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen or even Tales of Berseria out of it. it it's 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 a it's a on the grand scope of things, a small game. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I want to say I've grown out of that game, but I cannot play that kind of game anymore. Let's just say there's a reason we left isometric RPGs behind in the dust, and it doesn't do enough to endear itself to you now. No. I mean, I have, I have incredibly fond memories of Baldur's Gate 2 and Neverwinter Nights and Temple of Elemental Evil. I mean, there, there are some games that I love dearly that I know I could not play again. I mean, if I picked up the Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Editions, which look marginally better now, I would probably bounce off them the same way. Just because I, I don't think I can... I don't have the stomach or the stamina or the patience for that kind of, you know, slow burn Like I would anymore. kill for just, like, a game with, you know, Planescape Story with Diablo gameplay. I would pay thousands of dollars for that. <sighs> Right? That would be really good. Wouldn't it? Bastion. Yeah, Bastion was ba- it. That was what Bastion was. Not it is, but... Mo- yeah. Yeah, Transistor wasn't as good as Bastion, but Bastion's no, a good... No, it wasn't. It was better. What? No. It was better. No. It was more, it was more no. ambitious. It, it shot higher. Its story was better. But Bastion had more real-time combat. Transition, Transistor was almost was turn-based. Be- it's art it, yeah, the art direction was better. Was better the combat was had... far deeper in Transistor. Yeah, but it wasn't were far fun. deeper. I was. I had a ton of fun. I can but never, like... Uh, I can never get, like, a, a loadout I liked. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you were you were constantly juggling it and, and experimenting, but I, I I feel like yeah no I do feel Transistor is better. There are a lot I feel of like builds. I feel like I feel like Bastion is a more perfect game, but Transistor is a better game. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense at all, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Transistor has more failings, but it also has more higher ambitions that it succeeds at. I think. Hmm. So after those two strikes, I. Played a perfectly serviceable twin stick shooter called Life Lock, which <laughs> I am going to Google that right now. Yeah, L I F E L O C K. Yeah, Life Lock. Uh, I, I mean, it probably, I bet you Metacritic's on like seventy-five, seventies, maybe. It's fine. It's it's a decent twin stick shooter. You shoot things, they blow up. It 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 does not look as good as Alienation did. Alienation runs like you know butter, whereas this one actually had some screen tearing in there. Um, a lot but, of screen tearing in the Dear God. Go on. Yeah, how is that possible? Screen tearing in the deer gut. Oh, dude, like Binding of Isaac ran like shit, even though it's just two D. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, there's nothing special about it. There's nothing to talk about with it. It's just a decent twin stick shooter that I, I purchased and I finished and I almost immediately regretted it because then I found out that freaking Outlast Two cost thirty bucks, <laughs> and that came out yesterday, and I don't have the money for it anymore because I have to buy a different game on Friday. So, Outlast Two will get played later. There's another horror game this week that I'm very much looking forward to. What's that? Uh, Little Nightmares. Oh, that's right. Is that really a horror game, though? Yes, it is. Is it? Well, it, it, it's horror in the same way. Well, hmm, no, that's a bad way to put it. I was going to compare it to Tim Burton, but that's wrong. Um, but yes, it, it absolutely has a horror vibe, and you can absolutely die, and it's, I believe okay. it's kind of very disturbing. Um, but it's it's disturbing more like uh, a nightmare than okay. it is disturbing. Like, look at all, look at the gross things we did to this guy's genitals. Yeah, this, I'm, this I'm is little, just a sewn up thing there now. I'm a little worried about what Outlast Two is going to do for that because Outlast Whistleblower is one of the few games, one of the only games that I ever went. Oh, I mean, well, just where it was just a little too much. The only way to get Outlast physical is to get like the complete that has all three games in it, right? Correct. But GameFly's got it. I'll rent it. So I'll, I'll get to play it eventually. And I mean, then another game I have to buy is, is because I own a Nintendo system, I am legally obligated to purchase Mario Kart. I don't think there's a way around that. No, they'll, they'll They're, find you if you, you don't. You can opt yeah. out, but you will have to pay a fine. Yeah, see, it's not, you know, I, I'll, I'll sooner go with the comprehensive coverage and and, yeah. and, and, and bring Mario just, Kart 8 into my doing, house. You're just doing what's right for your family, really. That's, that is true, That's right. yes. This is be, a selfless uh, act. <laughs> they'll, they'll find your. They'll find you over the internet. They will fuck you up. That's right. They're oh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo goons. The goon squad. They, they, Nintendo has people. All they do is they sit there and they scour the internet. For mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so you haven't logged on to Mario Kart Eight, friend. What's the uh... hold up? I love that Alex went in the innocent direction with that when Chamberlain knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh no, no no no! It's not like a message board thing. That guy's outside your door with a bat. No, oh, she... <laughs> you like your elbows, boy. I can see you through the curtain, friend. What's oh. So I'm about to start probably this evening the new Hitman. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things. This it's the in- it's the entire burger. it's the entire first season on one disc. I'm a little jelly of that. So uh, and I, I remember you I said you Hitman. liked it, but. Yeah, but that's why I stopped playing, because I couldn't it wasn't immediately done. go to the next mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know how long it's going to be, but uh, I, I do know that I plugged it in, and there was a, like, 18-gig download, which was that's ridiculous. I, I, I was like, I wanted to play it last night. I plugged it in, and nope, God. download. Huge download, and then frickin' Street Fighter V patched itself for 8-gig at the same time, so 
I need to go check out my data cap. <laughs> it is eighty bucks right now on uh, on Amazon for the PS4 version, or forty bucks for the Xbox One version. Maybe because <laughs> the Xbox One version is a giant download, because the Xbox One version only has one star with one customer review. Uh, requires a huge download to play the game fully. If you play offline content, it's severely limited. I wish I knew before I bought it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it looks like you were right about um, Atlas, like, backing off on the streaming things. It looks like they just wanted yeah. to do it for the first couple of weeks. Well, no, I don't think it was... No, I think the they actually say it in the statement. Anyway, what Alex is talking about is Atlas released a statement today uh, expanding how much gameplay you could show, streamers could show from, from Persona 5 without getting hit with like legal repercussions from Atlas. <laughs> and it basically allows you to show the entire thing up until pretty much the end of the game or the beginning of the final chapter, pretty much. And they say in that statement that they are doing this as a result of the backlash. Oh, okay. That, that we were not expecting our community to be so vocal and uh, passionate oh. about this. Well, and us, yeah. <laughs> now, don't know if I buy that. All that shit doesn't matter to me. All I want to know is if I press the fucking share, share button, button. Yeah. when I see a particularly cool screenshot, will it do anything? Because there's so many little, just little tiny beautiful moments in that game that I wish I could cheat, you know? But no. no. They'd have to patch it. They'd actually have to release a patch to do that, probably. This is a game from six years ago, whether you like it or not. Share <laughs> <laughs> functionality just doesn't fucking work. Get your cell phone out. No, wait. Get your camera out. Take a picture. So that means it's time for headlines. I believe so. Headlines! In Overwatch news, a Blizzard dev said on the forest forums this week that three, quote, standard or uh, quick play, you know, competitive play maps are looking likely for release in 2017 and three, quote, non-standard maps, so we're expecting like a 1v1 or a 3v3 map, uh, are also in development. Uh, Blizzard revealed a new Heroes of the Storm event. They're basically trying to reboot Heroes of the Storm because it's not very popular or successful or good, <laughs> uh, com according to people who play a lot of MOBAs. Um, and they keep on trying to attract people with it by tying exclusive Overwatch stuff to it. Last year, it was Genji's Oni skin, which was Genji's best skin for, like, the entire first year of the game. And the only way to get that skin was to log into Heroes of the Storm, play five games with someone on your friends list, and then you could go back in Overwatch, you have this Oni Genji skin. Now, they're doing this with an with a police skin for D.Va. So the mech is done up with, like, police colors and sirens on top, and the glass is, like, white like a motorcycle, or as a, is clear like a motorcycle view screen, and D.Va herself looks like Chun-Li in her cop outfit. Nice. Like, it, it looks really fucking cool. It looks so cool. That is D.Va's best fucking skin. And I, I've been playing a little bit of D.Va lately. I actually really like her as a tank. And I don't want to have to play that fucking game. <laughs> but here's the thing. You can't even log in and play five games. Here's the deal if you want to get D.Va skin. It is a five-week event. Week one, log in, play five games uh, with a friend, someone on your friends list, win or lose, you get the uh, Oni skin for Genji. Then you wait a week. The next week, you log in again, play five games in Heroes of the Storm with a friend, and then you've unlocked the D.Va skin. And uh, and then there's stuff for the third week, stuff for the, but the Diva skin is the only important one. And uh, like people on the forums are are hooking up to to get friends list going and to get that skin. It is an awesome skin. I totally understand that. There's a part of me that wants to do it. The only reason I'm not is because I don't have the time. If I had the time, I would do it because the skin is that hot. 
but I won't. Selling out. Selling out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's like saying you can have this cool thing, but you have to have cancer first. Mm-mm. Well, it's not like you have to have cancer first. It's more like you have to swallow the spoonful of poison. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, here's this thing nobody likes. You have to wrap this thing around you for three hours. And I'm like, I don't know, man. That looks pretty itchy. Diva skin, man. Diva skin. Here, like, eat this spider. You'll be fine. Can I at it's least, like, read a cool book while no. I'm sitting in this awful thing? No. Nope. You have to just sit there and experience the awful thing. Um, so that, that's pretty <laughs> shitty. Uh, Blizzard are fucking monsters, but Jeff Kaplan went on the forums and said that the Oni skin and the Diva Policewoman skin will both come to Overwatch as normal loot boxes, quote, at some point in the future. So, you know, maybe that'll be before Trump's second term, hopefully. Uh, either way, I'm jealous of that. Well, let's be honest. For the for, for the foreseeable future, for at least nine years, just so we figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, says it's going to even be two terms? Just uh, racking it yeah, up. Yeah, that's actually that's actually all the Overwatch news. Okay. Uh, Little Nightmares launches this week, and I am actually kind of gently hyped for that. I, I went online today to t- try to see where I could buy it from because I know it's coming out physically. The only place I can buy it in Canada is from Amazon.ca, imported from Europe. What? I don't understand why. So I called up my EB, and I said, are you guys even getting copies in? And they said, yeah, actually, we are. I go, okay, well, do you have so many pre-orders that I have to worry about whether or not I'll be able to pick it up on Friday? And uh, the guy goes, well, let me check. This is David, right? I go, yeah. He goes, okay, I'll hang on to a copy. It's good to have the hookup. Yeah, a little bit. That felt pretty good. That's how I got my Switch, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The prototype of the backer dioramas for Darkest Dungeon showed up at Red Hook today, and they put out out a a tweet of it, and it looks so cute, and they've got so many characters in there. It looks really good, so I'm totally going to buy that. I don't care how much it costs. It could be 150 bucks. (laughs) I'm getting that little diorama. I might get two and have one for the office. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Burnout creators have formed a new studio and are making a game called Danger Zone, which is basically Crash Mode from Burnout, but that's the entire game. It's just Crash Mode from Burnout. So, Chamberlain, walk us through the tragedy of this. No, see, I, I, I got this press release from the creators of Burnout. I'm like, hey, Burnout. I'm like, you know, called Danger Zone. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, not, that's not so good. And then I read what it was, and I'm just, it just, it just makes me sad because nobody wants that. Those nobody wants. Pretty. Yeah, but. You want to play Burnout. You want to race in a million miles an hour and crash and then get up and do it again. I don't, e- I don't even want another Burnout Paradise. I want another Burnout Revenge. I want mm. a sequel to the best Burnout game that there ever was on the new hardware. And they're doing this. And I'm well, okay. heartbroken. Now, keep in mind that when we say uh, they and the creators of Burnout, this is not the same studio. No, it's These not. are the guys who, who did that ridiculous smashy golf game for PSVR. Yeah. Like, this is a small studio. They're indies, basically, now. I know, but... Maybe this is the stepping stone to that game you want. I'm not buying it. You're, you're gonna you're gonna get a game called Danger Zone. God, to it's, the such streets. A, it's such to a the terrible streets. name. It's awful on all. Like it's honestly too late for that to be a to fun Archer reference. Anymore. Danger zone. <laughs> Actually, Tracer know. says that when you're wearing her, uh, she has a skin from when she was a test pilot. It's like a pilot's so, uh, pilot's jumpsuit. And sometimes when you kill a guy, she go, "You're in the danger zone." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> No, no, I, I was, I was briefly interested. Then I read the rest of the press release, and my, 
I was no yeah, longer interested at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they said they're, we're going to put New Vegas in the uh, Fallout 4 engine. And I'm like, yeah, they're <gasps> still trying to do that to fucking oblivion, so. <laughs> It'll take years if it ever happens, so good luck, guys. <laughs> I'm not sure oblivion would be worth playing again, actually. No, it isn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice yeah I, I, I skipped the remaster. The um, hero of Kavash. No one cares. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, PlayStation Network Store leaked Ed as a new character coming to Street Fighter V. Yeah, it was kind of weird. They had that out there, and, and I guess it was, it was originally supposed to come out like quick, fairly, fairly quickly, along with uh, some updated network work that, that they beta tested on PC, but it all got pushed back because it's not ready, but they forgot to remove the listing for some of the stuff, so that went live, and oops, there's your new character, so... I don't know who this character is. He showed up in like story mode with Balrog. Uh, I really? don't know. He, yeah, he, he just, was in, he, he was in story mode. Yeah, so. he, he's a white kid in a sleeveless white hoodie. Yeah, yeah, he, and he, he appears to have some sort of something similar to Bison's psycho power. So some I, dark power. Yeah, I I don't know. I I gotta be honest. I haven't played Street Fighter in a long time. So, but I bought the season pass. So once he comes out, I'll <laughs> check him out because I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think you. Oh, how zealous, that. overly zealous. Uh, rumor has it fi- the Final Fantasy VII remake will be coming to Switch with gameplay to be shown at E3. Yeah. It's a little rumor today. Uh, Japanese titty slash driving slash brawling game Drive Girls has been announced for a European localization. It does not look like a good game. <laughs> and I, I say this as someone who thought that Valkyrie Drive looked like it could have been a fun game and then it turned out not to be a very fun game. This doesn't even look like it could be fun. This isn't even making the argument to me that maybe it's worth playing. It's just like, this is all shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really it's really too bad. But, uh, fortunately, Japan also makes good games. Adorable Japanese horror title Yomawari Night Alone is getting a sequel. Shin Yomawari. What, what, is, what does Shin mean? Doesn't it? Like, like super? Or because like a Kakuna Shinakuma? Let's find out. Evil? Uh, translate. Extra? Worse? Uh, shin. Shin. Bigger hair? Shin means core. Core. Wow, actually there's a ton of different meanings. Core, faith, fidelity, genuineness, heart, marrow, new, True. reality, sincerity, thin, trust, truth, wick. John Shin. Hey, John Wick. Okay. It's called Shin Yomawari. It will, its map will be twice the size of the original game, which was pretty big, actually. Uh, it features two protagonists, and it launches in Japan this August. No word on the localization. I never finished the first one. I'll still buy this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I played in the first one, I did really like. Uh, a rumor popped up this week in the official PlayStation magazine that Alien Isolation and Total War developer Creative Assembly is working on a sequel for the spectacular Alien Isolation. Everyone uh, got excited. I got super excited. Uh, today, Eurogamer completely debunked that. Oh. It's, it's, no, according to Eurogamer, who I absolutely trust implicitly, no, that's not happening. I am very smart. <sighs> that was the best horror game in recent memory. Uh, 100% it was. We did a whole episode on that game. Because it's that fucking good. (laughs) It was that good. (laughs) When I think about the games of this gen that I want to go back and replay, that's always the first one I think of, is Alien Mm -hmm. Isolation. It's like like Dead Space. Like It's like that game that you can just... mm, So good. Um, I remember, actually, a guy at my work uh, came up to me... It was... I don't remember what day it was, but I do remember it was just before I went in for my yearly evaluation. 
and <laughs> and he had just bought a PS4 and he wanted uh, he wanted suggestions for it, Ooh, and yeah. I just took a breath. I went. Bloodborne, Overwatch, Dying Light, Alien Isolation. A solid list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, like like uh, Dying Light and Alien Isolation. I thought about both of those. And Bloodborne, too. I go, well, here's the thing with Bloodborne. He goes, well, I've already got this other one in the Soul series. I go, play that first. <laughs> if you've already got it free, play that before you try Bloodborne. If you like it, you'll love Bloodborne. If you hate it, you will hate Bloodborne for the same reasons. But yeah, we got into a whole thing about why Dying Light and Alien Isolation were just spectacular. Um... Knights of Azure 2, Battle Chasers, Night War, and Cinemora EX are all coming to the Switch. This was like Switch announcement week. Yeah, Cinemora is a great side-scrolling shmup. Except for that fucking hallway with the lasers, or the cave with the lasers. I could never yeah. get past it. Yeah. I just died. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to do that? I don't know. I remember doing it. I'll buy that well, again. I'll buy that for you, the Switch. You lucked through it and hit a checkpoint, I but that... probably that did. Ju- <laughs> that just fucked me. Like, I, tr- I tried it again and again and again, because that thing was on Vita, and it looked that good on Vita. Oh, yeah. Like, it looked amazing. It was gorgeous. I don't. I think that's probably the best, side sc- best looking side-scrolling shooter I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. I keep waiting for that to show up on backwards compatibility so I can play it again, and it won't. And now I don't care because I'll just buy it again. I'm surprised. Uh, Atlas Japan has registered a ton of Persona-esque domain names uh, It was discovered this week. There is RPG.jp, Persona8.jp, Persona9.jp, Persona10.jp, P5AG.jp, P5R.jp, P3D.jp, P5D.jp, Persona-Dance.jp, and P5U.jp. So I think P5U... Well, looks like this is the end of Persona. <laughs> <laughs> I think one oh, of those dear. is a new fighting game. Yeah, P5U, I want to yeah. say, is probably, like, because uh, it was called Ultimax Arena, right? The that was game? the, yeah, the second one. It was it was Perform- Persona 4 Arena, and then Persona 4 Ultimax, because the, they released a second version of it. Okay, so, so. so P5A could be Arena. Yep. P5U could be Arena. Uh, P5R and 5D. 5D says uh, a, uh, a 3DS port. Yeah, that makes me. sense. Uh, P5R says a Vita port to me. Or, of course, it could be just be a Switch port. Who knows? And P, yeah, and P3D, obviously, 3DS. Mm-hmm. But why would you why would you re-release Persona 3 now? That seems really weird. I mean, they it's... did release the first two Personas. They re-released those. I mean, this is out now. It's back in the public eye. It's been mm-hmm. received relatively well. Yeah, capitalize on it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, people who started with 5, maybe they want to go backwards and play the old ones. It's not a, mm-hmm. not a bad thing to do. And with Persona, it's not like this is like Metal Gear, where you go back and you're missing all these mechanics that they built into the later ones. Yeah. It's relatively, pretty much the same between mm-hmm. 3 up to 5, basically. So, yeah. Uh, Activision officially announced Call of Duty World War II. The world is shocked. Shocked <laughs> that we will get another Call of Duty game. <laughs> Uh, it is being developed by Sledgehammer Games, the studio responsible for Advanced Warfare, mm. Warfare, and will launch on November third. Uh, did anyone watch the trailer? I did. It was a smoke and mirrors CG trailer. Well, okay, it says it's all in game, you know, in engine, engine in, in engine, footage, but yeah. none of it's in game. I mean, did it, did it? Was it an impressive trailer? Of course it was. Um, but I actually liked, you know, the last one in space. I actually liked the game a lot. So I'm kind of disappointed they're retreating from that, going back to World War Two. I'm well, probably this, the only this, one. <laughs> this comes right on the heels of an article. I forget what site put the article out, but the article was a discussion of the best weapons in video games. I and saw as, that, yes. And as usual, the best gun in a video game is the mm-hmm. M1 Garand. Yep. From, uh, I think it's Allied Assault is what they always cite. Where it came as, from originally, yeah. Yeah. Bang, and bang, really bang, that bang, was... Bang, ting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ching at the end when, when the thing pops out. Yep. 
And yeah, like that is a fantastic gun. Like it hits like a sledgehammer, great accuracy. It fires as fast as you could pull the trigger. It's a great fucking gun. It really that, is. World War Two. <laughs> that's hiding in New Vegas. And I had that was maybe like two thirds of the way through my like five year love affair with that game when I finally found a carbine. And when you you know, when you reloaded it, it was like, Oh, this is just another carbine, it's great. It reloaded that that wonderful ching sound. I'm like, Oh my god. There it is. How oh, did I not know this was in here? I don't think I, I love this gun. gun. It's like a typewriter. Ah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> That's a great way to put it. Okay. Uh, Marvelous Entertainment has started a new company called Honeyco Parade Games, whose main focus will be the pr- promotion and production of the Senran Kagura series. Honeyco? Yeah. Honeyco. Honeyco. Juice. <laughs> Bayonetta's PC port was updated. <laughs> And the update was a folder of... In, in the update was a folder... Okay, okay, let's start this over. Yeah, start over, start over. Bayonetta got a PC port <laughs> on Steam. Now, the PC port recently had an update. In the update is a folder that goes in the uh, the Steam, you know, folder that is created for the game. If you go in that folder, there's a bunch of images. Most of the images are Bayonetta. One image is of the main character from Platinum Games, Vanquish. A third-person oh. shooter. A spectacular yes. fucking third-person shooter that came out on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Now, this was important because I'm going to say Shinji Mikami was the guy who made it. Mm-hmm. I should look that up in a second. But Shinji Mikami, if I'm saying the right guy, was the guy who did Resident Evil 4. He's the guy who defined third-person shooting in the modern age. He's the guy who gave you the the camera and control style that you see in Gears of War 4 mm-hmm. and Dead Space and Uncharted. And he made Vanquish as his next kind of statement about third-person shooting. <sighs> It's fucking incredible. That game was so, so insane. Vanquish for PC has been officially teased. I could have sworn that was already on PC. Mm. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Uh, yeah, Shinji Mikami. I was right. I can't believe I was right. Nice. Nice get. Thank you. If, if they could get Vanquish to run at the 60 frames 4K on PC like they got Bayonetta to run, oh my could. god. But the game is like, how old is it now? It is seven years old now, yeah. so yeah, I think yeah. it might be possible. I think that's that was another one of those like weird... emulators. It's it's never what you expect. Well, it like, depends so, what like, engine they used. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. it's like a lot of the PS2 games were running on a lot of hacks for loading times and stuff. Mm. Like you still can't emulate almost anything from Naughty Dog just because of that. Everything that they had in the PS2 was hacked to shit. Mm. Well, that's because the PS2 was such a bizarre thing to develop for. Oh yeah, yeah, almost like, as bizarre as the PS3. The like it was engine. so intense to like make like the. Uh, um, Cult, like the anniversary collection for Jack and Daxter that like they just they let them have like a video series on it just because they were so pissed off at how hard they worked on it and there have been some absolutely awful ports I'm, I'm thinking of the Silent Hill ports for Xbox 360 and PS3 they're just terrible because like Silent Hill 2 was designed specifically around the strengths and weaknesses of the PlayStation 2 yeah. so the way the fog worked was like built into the hardware and it's just, they've never been able to match it. You've never, I mean, the only way to play Silent Hill 2 is to have a PS2, basically. Right, we had this, all this fog in the way, and we took it out. What? What's the problem? <laughs> uh, what could possibly be thematically wrong with that? <laughs> it's not scary anymore. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite launches on September 19th. Yeah, they released a trailer, like, yesterday, that no one was, ex- I mean, they were expecting a trailer, but no one was expecting a date. And yeah. at the end of the trailer, like, September 19th, they were like, what? That's really soon. And then today... There was yeah, rockets in there with a great line to Mega Man. What's the biggest thing you've killed with that arm? It's just yeah. such a great line. Uh, and then today, 
a five-minute video of in-game footage leaked, like legit Ooh. leaked. It was on Daily Motion and got pulled, and now it's up on YouTube in a bunch of different places. You can actually see it, so you can you can watch early, but you can watch five minutes of gameplay of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's out there now for you to see. Um, the the most the best reaction. I saw to this was well that's some Marvel ass Marvel. I mean it it, it <laughs> looks like Marvel. It, it 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 looks it looks more like Marvel two than three, which I guess is fine. I was never really big into either of those. Capcom's just kind of along for the ride. This is the Marvel so, show. Uh, it really is because all the characters that were highlighted in the new trailer were Marvel characters. I mean Hulk is back and Thor is there and Hawkeye's there and Iron Man was in it, and, and Captain Marvel, she's in it, so, I mean, it, it's, it, it well, looks... What kind of Street Fighter? What the fuck does Capcom have? Nothing. Oh, uh, they got Strider, uh, they got Chris Redfield. Devil May Cry, yeah, no one, Okay, maybe. stop, no one cares, no one cares, go on. Um, well, Strider's... Devil, Devil May Cry a little bit. Yeah, if they get Dante in there, that'd be good. I mean, it, it's... I've I don't know. I, they gotta fill it out somehow. I mean, there's gotta be some more people coming back from 3. I mean, they dug up, remember PlayStation All-Stars? They dug up fucking... Oh my god, that game was Dan so bad. Dan the Skeleton. That game was well, I so love. bad. I love that he's in there, but I'm like, man, y'all are scraping the bottom yeah, of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, PlayStation really didn't need a game like that. Or if it did, it needed a game that was more interested in being that game than it was interested in being a showcase for PlayStation mascots. I was just happy someone acknowledged Medieval existed at some point. <laughs> a lot of people well, still hold up Medieval. Oh, Medieval 2 is so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know, 2017 is shaping up to be a really big year for fighting games, because you've got, I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you've got Tekken 7, you've got a significant update for Guilty Gear coming out. I mean, there's a lot of big ones. Oh, uh, uh, duh, Injustice 2. Man, 2017 remains a big year for fucking everything. everything. yeah. Well, like 2017 got... is just dealing with half of the games that were supposed to come out last year. Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, which, you know, was, 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 what it, was what it was. Persona 5, Yakuza 0... I don't, uh, I don't play 120 gravity, hours of something I don't like. <laughs> gravity, Rush, gravity Rush 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, like, that, and that's just so far. This fall, we've got the new Modern Warfare. I'm pretty sure we have a new Assassin's Creed, don't we? I don't we're know. They, they haven't announced one, it. We, I, we, we are expecting expect, one, but they haven't announced are, it. We are what, expecting one. What happened um, to the Fractured Butthole? Uh, yeah, Who that knows? was delayed again. Uh, yeah. I actually asked the manager of my EB, he said this fall. Ah, so a year, damn. I'm, yeah, he I'm, said this fall, and when I asked him why, he directly said they wanted to rewrite it to deal with Trump. Yes! Uh, yes! And, um, and so I don't know if that's 100% true or not, that's just what my guy told me. And, okay, so wait, we oh, ain't done yet. to fight Mr. Mackey, not Mr. Mackey, Mr. Garrison, oh, it's gonna be so good. Uncharted, Uncharted Chloe Frazier, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, I keep forgetting about Red Dead Redemption 2. Because there's so much already, yeah, I know. and and it's it's so big that it's like you don't have to think about it. And then someone points it out to you, it's like, oh shit, right? That game of the year shoe in is still coming. <laughs> I hope, I really hope that Red Dead Redemption Two breaks the Grand Theft Auto Five sales record. Hmm. It should. I really hope it does. I don't know if it will, because okay, Grand Theft no, Auto Five has it, Five launched at the tail end of the last gen. When there were a lot more PS4s and Xbox 360s in people's houses than yeah, uh, than now. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. There's a lot PS4 of PS4s has, out there. Yeah, PS4 has been incredibly successful, and it's still relatively early in the life cycle. Yeah, it could. It could. Just, totally. Let's just say there's no way this Western property fails, and that's good. 
Actually, you know what? No, there was no way in fucking hell that it will, because Grand Theft Auto V is still in, like, the top five on the bestseller list every month. That is insane. Yeah, there is no fucking way Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to beat it in lifetime no, sales. No, not lifetime years, sales. I'm just talking about... years down the road. I'm just talking just, about day one sales. Well, it could. It totally well, I mean, could. Grand Theft Auto V was, like, the single largest media event, dollars-wise... Like ever, I mean, I mean it was some, it was some ridiculous. I mean, I'm probably getting that wrong, but it was some ridiculously huge number that beat movies, and I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just, I, I, mean, I could see that happening. I could see like the day one, the month, the first month sales exceeding five. Sure. Yeah, it was just crazy. I, I, I hope. God, that game had better. The Red be Dead Redemption, like the next next one, will be more successful than the last like three big Western films combined. Yeah, it has to. Well, I mean, what are the last three big Western films? They were all Slow massive West. failures, that good. and that's that kills me because I love westerns. Slow West was really good. Yeah, uh, True Grit was really good, and I can't think of another western that I've seen lately. I mean, oh, uh, been... Bone Tomahawk, but I didn't actually watch it. I've just heard about it from a lot of people. It's pretty good. Isn't sure. Johnny Depp in that one? No, that's no, Lone you're Ranger. thinking thinking of Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's, so there's a good movie hiding in there. Yeah, and it's entirely thanks to uh, uh, Army Hammer. He made yeah. that whole fucking movie. Oh, he was Army Hammer was so good. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, <clears throat> final piece of news. Horrible full, mo- full motion video game Night Trap is getting a 25th anniversary remaster port on PS4 and Xbox One with a physical PS4 version through limited run games. Why? I don't fucking know. Like, go watch the footage. it's a joke on YouTube and that's how you make money now. I guess. Like maybe this is just for streamers to make fun of. I can't imagine I who actually wants that. to play I think that. There's so many people doing that. It's a it's a niche market. Like, I can't imagine. Even when that I remember when that game came out. I am that old that I remember when Night Trap came out. I oh, remember yeah. the controversy. I remember that. I remember looking at video of it. <laughs> and, and, and screenshots of it and thinking, why the fuck would anyone play this? Yeah, this is the big deal? This is what's so awful? Come yeah. on. It looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. And looking oh, back at it now, it's like it's like looking at a horror movie from 30 years ago and thinking, why the fuck was anyone interested in this? It's for streamers to, you know, uh, Mystery Science Theater it. I guess. It looks so bad. So anyway, there are trailers out, listener, for this 25th anniversary of Night Trap. If you want to go see the dumbest, stupidest thing <laughs> ever, go watch that trailer. You'll be dumber by the end of it. I I can't imagine they're going to charge more than 20 or 30 bucks for it. Um, and even then, it might be it's too much. It's, it's just if it came with an apology, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's going to be really funny is how they, they're not going to fix how you watch the video on this tiny window in a window Yeah, it's still gonna be in like your that. screen because Ugh. that's all that the Sega CD could handle. That's all the bandwidth it had for like, FMV. Even going back to like L.A. Noir and like unlocking the frame rate, it looks freaky as hell. Oh, really? like it looks that? like their faces are just constantly melting like wax. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird because it wasn't, they didn't actually animate it. They like, it was like projected onto the mesh of yep. the face. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Hell. Yeah, it was like uh, 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 the second Siren game on PS2 did the same thing. It was really, really weird to see in motion. Yeah, but then it was supposed to be scary in the second Siren game. <laughs> you can't, I, so I don't know what the new Night Trap will be, but on Amazon.ca, you can buy it for the Sega Mega CD for 24 bucks. Yeah. The original. <laughs> uh, well, you'd have to find a way to hook up the old Sega CD. 
God, that Have was a Sega CD. Are you kidding me? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. That was a like, trash heap of I'm a system. I'm like, what game do you have for no, it? No, <laughs> no, I do not. I remember I had some cousins who had a Genesis and they had a Sega CD and they had the Mega Drive that, not the Mega Drive, the 32X that mm. went in the top of the Sega CD. And I, I remember they had to have a power strip specifically for this because the goddamn thing had like five plugs. Yeah. That each had to be plugged in individually. God, that was a, oh, a terrible idea. I can't think of a single game on Sega CD that was good. Maybe Eternal Champion CD, but that's about all I can come up with. What was the one with Nights into Dreams? Was that Dreamcast? Night, yeah, that was... That no, was that was Saturn. Oh. Nights right. was Saturn. Right, right, right. Of, like, the three games that were good on Saturn. Yeah. Virtua Fighter 2 was one of those. Yeah. That's actually a really good version of that game, too. I never had a Saturn either, though. And then, but PlayStation came out and kicked its ass because PlayStation had Toshinden. The first one, yeah, the first, the first Battle Arena Toshinden was not bad. It was before the first Tekken came out. Did you ever see that? uh, What was it? Not Blood Rain. Uh, What was it? Bloody Bloody Roar. Roar. Not Bloody Roar. It was. It ended up Legacy of Kane ended up spinning off from it. Blood Omen. Blood Omen. Blood Omen. Blood Omen. Yeah, the first one of those was like isometric. Yeah, it was a top-down yeah, game. It was, it yeah, it was like a Zelda game, basically. Yes. That game was actually pretty good. You're a vampire, yeah. yeah. I got that on Vita. <laughs> I just loved the... I mean, even back then, you could tell that... Um, oh, not Simon Templeton. He was... he was Simon Templeton was uh, Raziel. I can't remember the name of the guy who did Kane, but he had some great lines in that game. Yeah, the writing <laughs> for those games were really, really good. And it ended up being like... didn't. Amy Henning come from those? Yes. I yeah, believe I so. Yep. I think the best way to put it is um, uh, the original Legacy of Kane, at the very least, was the Witcher of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it was, was... It was the uh, adult RPG for mm-hmm. gamers that were growing up. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think I ever finished that game. It was kind of... It was pretty hard. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I kind of got to a point where I just couldn't figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. Yeah. And I didn't want to look it up, so I was like, okay, I'll play something from the last ten years. <laughs> but after that, every single Soul Reaver game I finished. And some of them were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I did not like... Uh, I, I tried the first Soul Reaver. I just couldn't get that far so, in it. Soul Reaver, like Soul Reaver 2, was not bad. They made it, They actually made a legit sequel to Blood Omen called Blood Omen 2. That game was bad. And then they started bringing Raziel and Kane together in their own games. And those were actually not bad. And then it ended on a cliffhanger, and they haven't made a game since. <laughs> I mean, literally, the game ended on a cliffhanger. It's oh, it's kind of like the ending of Darksiders, where you're never going to get the game that they wanted to make. Yeah, I know. You never know. You never know. Maybe, uh, maybe the oh Nordic. Maybe, what the fuck are they going to do? Who knows? But you know what, man? Have faith. Have uh, faith. Like yeah. the, the the impossible can't happen. As I recall, we were sitting around this table, like last September or something, and I was assuring you that it was entirely possible that Trump could get elected, and you're like, nah, nah, nah. Same thing. We're we talking could about get a Dark good Siders things 3. happening. We could get a Darksiders 3. Yeah, that's uh, not picking me up. For good some things will happen, bad things will happen too. That's life, baby. That's yeah. life. Trump gets elected, you get Darksiders 3. Maybe this is how karma will balance the world. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, Bill O'Reilly's gone. That was a pretty nifty side effect. Darksiders three had has better be like really, be really fucking good. Really good. That. That's what I I'm mean, worried about the most. Like, even if it gets off the ground, what if it's just like a budget shadow? Uh, yeah, right. that's that's kind of isn't that what worse? I'm in, 
Well, no, yes, it, it would be worse. It would be worse than nothing. I agree with that. If it was shitty, I think that's what the that was their offer, and then the you know the ex uh, visual guys are like, no, we got to do it right, or we don't. Uh, where where do you get that information from? Because like they got really, cl- they were like there was some clamoring like two or three years ago that like maybe Nordic's really serious about this, and that vanished. Hmm. Or maybe Nordic was really serious about it. They got to work on it. We just haven't heard anything since because they're in development mode. Ah, uh, fingers crossed. Good things will happen. Bad things will happen. Too. <laughs> I mean, just because like Obsidian wants to make another Fallout doesn't mean they're ever going to get to. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. Well, there's going to be another Sky, another Elder Scrolls game before another I Fallout mean, game. It's hard to get excited about that. Not, no, no, come on, no. I'll really? Be pretty, I'll be pretty excited once I see the graphics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't give less of a shit of, of what the Khajiit are up to and elsewhere. But in their tongue, he is Dovahkiin, <laughs> and then the chants rise up, and the, you, you can see all this detail in the release. And there's 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 drums getting banged, and you don't even you don't even fucking see anything from the game. All you see is the symbol Elder Scrolls fucking eight or whatever it is now, and then you're just gonna lean back in your chair and pass out. I bought the super duper collector's edition. Of Skyrim. Oh yeah, you got that the dragon. I have the dragon. He he's on one of my speakers. He's awesome. I will never get rid of him. I don't even have the game anymore, but I've got the dragon. He's oh, he's great. Skyrim had such a great identity. It really yeah, did. It, did. it really did. More and so than Oblivion ever did. Yeah, oh, more so Oblivion than Oblivion. The shit out of me. More so than Fallout Four. Yeah, Fallout yeah. Four. I, I had fun, but I have no strong feelings about it whatsoever anymore. Yeah, you loved the fuck out of it at the time, though. I did, and now I just... You got a lot of time out of that game. Forgotten. Like, the DLC sucked. Did it? It did. Like, I liked parts of, um... Well, it was a Far Harbor, but, uh... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was it? Nuka World was just, like, we're done. We, were, we didn't want to make this. We They made us. We're sick of Fallout. Here you go. <laughs> fuck this. That's how I feel about uh, God of War Ascension. Yeah. Oh, uh... man. I, I don't want to touch it. It, it had might a nice be, opening. Though. It might. Wait, oh, Ascension. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking about the new God of War that is, that isn't out yet. No, the new God of War. I'm, I I choose to have faith in because it is Corey Barlog is back. Good. Corey Barlog, yeah. Corey Barlog's the guy who made two. Yeah. He's two the guy best. who made the Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. He does really good God of War stories. So. It's also good that we have not seen anything about it since last E3. I'm fine yeah. with that because yeah, I, it's the game's not even going to come out this year. There's, it's and, not going to make it. No, it's weird. How, like. Horizon Zero Dawn can almost take place in the exact same spot. What do you like mean? They both have weirdly similar openings. Oh, uh. like it's almost the exact same environment. Yeah, there's there, okay. There's there's something similar. I'll, I'll agree with that. But yeah, that just kind of gets me thinking about uh, about Sony's first party lineup. I haven't heard or thought of Days Gone since E3 last year, mm. and that looked pretty cool. It did. That was it, the one with, they, like, the... the like zombie the waves again. of zombies. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. The waves of zombies and the bikers. And uh, what was the, there's also the Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man. And, oh. let us not forget, Sucker Punch is still a Sony studio. That's what have true. they done since Infamous First Light? I can't fucking wait. Apparently, it's a new IP. New IP yeah, I keep forgetting Insomniac's working on a Spider-Man game. How could that suck? It can't. It, it cannot. It could totally suck. Oh, it could. They, mm. Like, fuse happens. Yeah. Fuse. That's all you have to say. God, see, that's the stuff with the, 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 the fucking Brad and Clank movie. 
Yeah, or any any of the Ratchet and Clank kind of spin-off games, like all for one. Yeah, they're like, all Insomniac terrible. can fuck up, but they can also make last year's Ratchet and Clank game, which was yes. pretty good. Yeah. So. Hey, speaking of zombies, I forgot to mention that I played chapters three and four of The Walking Dead season three. I go. Well, three chapter three was not it was not bad, but then it We've falls reached. apart exactly the same way that every other game has fallen apart. Ooh, people are bad, betrayal, death. Now the zombies are here. Come on! I mean, the show is the exact same problem. Let's it's just, honest. I mean, I will play chapter five because I already paid money for it. But I'm just, <laughs> I might think, be done with. Do you the think series. you're done? Oh well, no, not the series. Do you think you're done with? Um... What's the developer again? Telltale? Telltale. Yeah, no, we want to preach peak Telltale. No, I, I, I don't because I Guardians of the Galaxy is out, and that actually Chapter 1 got reviewed pretty well, so I'll probably go back to that one. <laughs> I'm okay. I, well, no, man, you know, you'll love what you love. I got no I, I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm hoping that someday they get back to Tales, the, Tales from the Borderlands or The Wolf well, Among Us. Those guys are working on their own thing now. There was a, there was an article the other day about the engine that Telltale works with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and why it's so shitty and why it will never get better. Because it's some proprietary bullshit. Yeah. And they uh, they just can't they can't make it work any better and they refuse to work with anything else. See, the the most damning part of that article was that the engine has no physics in it. Yeah, everything so has some, to be hand yeah, animated. If you if something rolls off a table, they have to animate it rolling off a table. Yep. So stupid. Talk about not having technology work for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you. Pissed me off so bad I sneezed. Okay. <laughs> all right, well. That's all I got. I'm all tapped out, I think. I think I am, too. That um, was you know, a... I, I really appreciated how upbeat and uh, and kind of, I don't know, we had a really good energy this episode. We were all very yeah. perky. Yeah. But, uh, I'm in a good spot. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just No. What? What could possibly go wrong? I don't care that this is episode 69. I don't <laughs> care. Thank you for mentioning that. I am We're all so, mo- so much more relaxed somehow. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I feel I'm like t- I just like, climb a mountain, you know? I'm tired, but I'm very satisfied. See, I, I was going to describe that, that Danger Zone game as killing my erection for it, but I decided cool. not to because we were going to have a much more demure episode, and now we've ruined it. I don't think not. Smut. We didn't. We didn't. Okay, we didn't. We're okay. We're okay. I don't think we're okay. No. If we stop now. If we stop right now. We're circling the drain. If if we keep going, I'm going right back to that. No. (laughs) No. No. I may watch that later tonight. Yeah, I I think we're done. All right, Alex. Let's bring this to a close before we regret more that we say. Thank you for talking. Chance, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Sometimes it's someone down the road, sometimes it's somebody next to you. 